Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu ya ahli juma. May Allah shower blessings upon each of us and upon this beautiful gathering today uh, following the amazing sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and, and the gift to his community to meet on, on, on Friday and um, gather together to receive divine inspiration. Alhamdulillah. So I'm going to go back. Last Juma, if you recall, we, we read the entire first hadith uh, called, Oh My Cherished Servants in the 101 Diamonds and uh, talked a little bit about that. And I thought it would be interesting because each of those verses is so rich to go back and um, talk about each one. So for, we'll see how that works out today for every Juma. And I want to also thank our brother Shweb for, I mean, every Friday is wonderful. Every, is that Friday? Friday is wonderful, uh, Shweb. And if I don't say something, doesn't mean that I don't think so. so alhamdulillah, it's amazing. It's like diving together. It's like we're being deep divers in the ocean it's the ocean of Allah and, and witnessing all these amazing beings in those depths. So thank you. Salatu wa salamu alaykum rasulullah. Salatu wa salamu alaykum al-dibullah. Salatu wa salamu alaykum ya Sayyid al-awaleen wal-ahireen wa salamu al-mustaleen wa alhamdulillah. We send our peace and uh, ask Allah to shower peace upon our beloved Master Muhammad وسلم, and the Ahli Bayt and companions and the followers, the inheritors, and, uh, and upon our beautiful lineage of Hazreti Pir Amina Taslima, his mother, uh, upon Musatir Effendi and Fatadin Effendi and Sheikh Noor, Noor Effendi and, and all, all the saints and sages who have enriched um, this creation, enriched the hearts through their existence. Amin, amin, amin. And we ask for guidance in our, in our chutbah. And um, just, so as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm going to uh, make uh, the topic of our chutbah today the first verse of hadith number one in 101 diamonds hadith is called oh my cherished servants uh, muhammad the messenger may allah bless him and grant him peace once transmitted these words directly from the most high hadith kudsi and the first verse says oh my cherished servants as I have made injustice unlawful for me, so I have made it unlawful for you. Be not unjust. MashaAllah. That's alhamdulillah. So <clears throat> let's, let's look at this. This is a huge, um, a huge offering of Allah to us. And as we mentioned last time in this very majestic hadith. Um, Allah is yet um, is both, you might say, humbling us to 
uh, know that we are simply servants. That's our ultimate station, you might say. Um, and yet exalting us by uh, letting us know that we share this with Allah so that uh, I am not unjust. So and you be not also unjust, be like me, in other words. So we, we know in um, that Allah reveals that Allah is never unjust to the servants. So that, what an important uh, revelation, just that, because, you know, some, some the limited thinking and, and reaction sometimes to the difficulties of life is that you know, God must be unfair, or why did God do this to me? Why, why did God, or if we witness, of course, you know, things happening on the outside, atrocities, calamities, landslides that bury villages and things. We, you know, our limited mind might start to question, and, and it's very painful, of course. Um, but Allah says, I am not unjust. And so not only is Allah not unjust, in other words, not even by the point of a date seed, so not even by the tiniest, minutest, of, by the point of a date seed means the most minute um, possibility for a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of injustice to creep in to any of Allah's um, actions. Um, and, and also um, actually toward the servants. But Allah is also the one who overlooks and is the generous and is the merciful and the most merciful of the merciful. So um, we don't just stop at justice, but you might say, we could say that Allah's infinite boundless mercy is part of Allah's justice, which um, sometimes justice is compared to a a balance, a scale, and um, and so the the justice is the perfect balance, you might say, the perfect balance, the perfect response, and so Allah responds perfectly to the servant's uh, inner state of being and and outer actions. And Sheikh Noor always pointed to um, to us to interpret and difficulties and tests as teachings and, and guidance that we take it as guidance and mercy. So there's only mercy. And um, that's revelatory for humanity. So we do not <clears throat> stay in a mode of complaint or imagining that the creator is um, uncaring or not seen, or, you know, which are some of the imaginations uh, that that people have had and, and, and still have. And so um, how necessary to have this Quranic revelation and, you know, the Abrahamic revelation and other true revelations, which <coughs> correct um, mistakes and um, that can, come in to one's relationship with God. So Allah says, so now we know Allah is just and has um, commanded justice for uh, Allah. And now we are not to be in we are to follow that. So of course it's very different for humanity to be just. What does it mean 
for us to be just. There are maybe three main uh, fields of where we can uh, bring justice. One is toward Allah. You know, Allah is just to us. Um, and are we just toward Allah? The second field is just toward ourselves. Can we also bring, bring that same justice and that balance uh, toward ourselves? And the third is, of course, toward uh, all other beings, our, the, the close ones, intimate, the family, the companions, and then all the creatures in, in, in the world, down to, you know, an ant and, and um, maybe beneath that, but an ant is at least something we can see. And so how, how do we how do we apply justice in all these different realms? So right away, we know we cannot be just, but Allah has given us the scale as, a, as an image, a model, so that we try to be, we strive to be just. just. And uh, Allah has given us something to be just, to, and, and you might say an instrument of justice, which is our conscience, conscience placed in, in, the, in the human soul. Um, so that we, we have, once we know and we have received prophetically the revelation what where justice should apply, our conscience can then guide us. Now, if we don't have the revelation, though, we might think, uh, I'll just uh, I'll just be just toward um, my family or my tribe. You know, this is very very common as we know in human history. Or I'll just be just toward my male descendants, not my female descendants. Or, it, or in a matriarchy, it could be the opposite. It can take all forms where we limit um, justice. So when we have a prophetic scale. Uh, such as the Quran or the Torah or the Injil, then and and others and all the other sacred past, um, we we are given a template where to apply our justice. So it it no, it doesn't just stop at being good to your family or good to some members of your family or your friends. Um, it extends to the entire creation justice. And uh, it is both an external thing and an internal thing. In other words, how we think of each other uh, is part of being just. And um, something I read recently, uh, meaning yesterday, on um, this whole affair of what we you know, familiar with, with the accusations that the voting was um, uh, rigged and, and all of that. And then, of course, this whole movement and, and call to um, people to uh, oppose it and to become incensed that, that it was rigged. And yet, uh, you know, evidence, I mean, it was investigated and it was shown. And I've read actually that it's one of the most secure uh, voting procedures that has occurred in recent times. So, um, the person who wrote this, I think he was, um, I'm not sure if he was a commentator or actually a person of government, but 
what great insight he said. So it's not just one political party should be so upset with the other or one group of people upset with the other. What he detected was that it was the real error here is that it demonstrated a complete disregard for, for other people. And um, so that, you know, a kind of deafness toward um, what people are telling you or what a, a group of people. So they, this so-called imagined group of people won and then the other group of people are imagining that this is, uh, these are thieves and, 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 and prevaricators and, but what I loved and I thought what wisdom in this, this the sayings of this person was that the, the, in a sense, a kind of root or getting close to the root was a complete disrespect for your fellow human beings. And you know how sad, and that is the truth. And that is why, you know, we, we're lacking guidance as a, a whole society. We're lacking spiritual guidance and maybe there's no more a common spiritual language, you know, so we have to, find our way using all of our, you know, multiple spiritual paths and, and but to out of that, um, you know, sort of extract um, spiritual values that apply to all of us. And that's, of course, um, very possible and, and, and doable and should be done. So um, that's a case of injustice, you know, of one person toward another or a group of people. Um, another case of injustice, of course, is racism. Even though one would never make a move, you know, or go and hurt someone physically, the very act of separating a group of people out of uh, your, um, you know, tribe is uh, unjust. And, um, so, I mean, these are things we, we really need to profoundly reflect upon. Where, where are we unjust toward others? And then we come to the realm of creatures, you know, so that, um, that's a big field. And of course, we know we've been extremely unjust as a, in an economic system. We've, and we've been unjust toward the earth and all her creatures. We raping and pillaging and extracting and taking whatever wealth we can, thinking that it's ours or we deserve it or something like that. This is all completely topsy-turvy um, thinking. So we, 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 inshallah, may, may, may Allah guide our souls to realign with, um, with balance, with justice. And, you know, that article I read was to me a sign that, that inshallah, it's, these are these little signs that we see that are um, showing us, yes, things are being, um, you know, elevated. The human soul is being elevated and is contemplating things in a, in a new way. I mean, I've never come across something like that from a, a non, you know, maybe religious person. Or... So um, the other place, well, so I mentioned creatures, you know. So Effendi used to tell wonderful stories about <clears throat> 
the starving dog. And he himself uh, told a story of his own experience where he was out, he loved to take his dervishes out, uh, you know, on picnics and little trips here and there. And they were having lunch and they had all just had lunch. And all of a sudden this powerful hunger came up in him and he ordered a whole other plate of food. So, well, okay, it's the Effendi, you know, uh, he's a big man, he must be hungry. So the, the plate came and just as the plate of food came, this uh, starving mother dog came with the big tits hanging down. And uh, immediately he realized this food is for her. You know, it's not for me. I, I, Allah gave me that hunger so I could feed her. Yeah, so alhamdulillah, how beautiful, you know, his own sensitivity to, um, to the creature. And uh, he would tell stories about the, 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 the dog and the man in the desert and how uh, a man, a traveler came upon a well and the traveler was very thirsty and he, um, he reached, he saw the dog was there, uh, you know, also dying of thirst. And so the traveler who was banned by his city, his town or something, they put him out because he was such a, a bad guy. <laughs> but when he saw the dog, all of a sudden this compassion rose in him and he took his hat and he climbed down the well and got the water and gave water to the dog. So Alhamdulillah, Allah forgave him everything and included him among the, the righteous. Um, the, I've told the story and uh, Effendi's story of, of one of the sultanas who was building, known for building mosques, you know. And as she was surveying one of the mosques being built and she saw an ant caught in, in the fresh cement. And so she reached out her cane, she was elderly by that time, to allow the ant to get out of the cement and save the ant. And that night in dream, it was shown to her, for this, I will give you paradise, for saving the ant, not for all the other works you've done. So um, I have to say my husband, Ali, is a tremendous uh, the savior <laughs> of creatures. And, and one day I came out and he was battling to save thousands of ants that had fallen into the pool and kept rushing toward the pool, strange enough. And he was just lifting. He spent a couple of hours really trying to, um, you know, save them. So <clears throat> how many paradises? Thousands of paradises. Um, the other field is ourself. Uh, where are we unjust? toward ourself. You know, we, we have a, a saying now that's come out of contemporary therapy, you know, of betraying oneself, which is a very, it's a very good phrase that we can uh, betray ourself, our true self, of course. So we are being unjust toward our true self. And, and, and that's something where we really, we need all of those areas, we need a a sacred path, the holy way of life. And um, that might be the most um, hidden, hidden one. And the one maybe where we attain uh, the, la the latter part of the path. 
um, and by being just toward ourselves, we are being just toward Allah because only Allah is there beneath this cloak in this heart. Only Allah is. Um, Sheikh Noor uh, had a phrase where he would say, betray love. You know, yeah. How many times have we been uh, unjust toward love? I mean, it's the same thing maybe as really being unjust toward Allah, toward the creatures, toward our families, um, toward ourselves. Whenever we give in to, you know, negative impulses and and um, and and betray love. So, alhamdulillah, I think that's some just a, a tiny drop, a drop of the drop from that first verse, and and um, inshallah, may may we become more more true and more just, and of course. Uh, I want to say one last thing, that we can only be just according to what we know. So if Allah only takes us to account for what we, we know. So if we're ignorant, then, you know, it's one kind of evaluation. And if we know, if we've received teachings and or we're part of a path, a religion that has all these wonderful teachings, and we're not applying them, um, that's another matter. So to apply what we know, and that's not easy. You know, it's like speaking the truth. And we have a tongue and we have knowledge and we know <laughs> that what's true, what's not true, again, according to our level. And if we say what's not true, uh, you know, that's um, a weighty thing. So um, when we learn we have to apply it. Allah says, if you apply what you know, I will give you more. I will give you more. So inshallah, may we be among those who apply this oceans, but again, we can only apply what we're capable of. And that's where Allah is the just and, and knows what we are capable of. And Allah's as an example of Allah's justice, Allah says, I do not give you any burden beyond what you can bear. So we don't actually know we can bear. Allah knows. Allah is the knower. So not knowing is a good way of being just, to admit that we, we do not know. How that's, you know. And yet some things, whatever we know in a relative sense, we should apply, inshallah. But that's the struggle. So. Amin, 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 and, and may, may um, Allah support us and help us and, and make us falah, make us uh, fulfilled and happy and successful and victorious. Allah, uh, make us with the victorious and the siddiqs. Amin, amin, amin. Al-Fatiha, Allahumma. Saniyana Sayyidina Muhammad. Wallahi Sayyidina Muhammad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin. Arrahman irahim. 
I want to give example of being unjust to Allah is, of course, being unjust to others, being unjust to ourselves is being unjust to Allah, but also being not grateful, for instance, um, is an example of injustice toward Allah, being not grateful to our, our beloved Rabb and um, our creator and sustainer and uh, preserver and, and guide. So whenever we fall into ingratitude, we are unjust. And um, there are, of course, deeper levels, let's say, not witnessing Allah, forgetting, becoming heedless. That's a kind of injustice. Uh, following, um, you know, Mm, becoming distracted, distractions, entertainment, getting too, falling head, head over into entertainment is a form of injustice, really, uh, toward Allah. And um, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, let's let's be those who love our Rabb, those in love, only love, which is beyond measure. Only when you really go beyond measure can you maybe be called just so. Falling in love um, takes you completely beyond measure. I mean, maybe um, may we all be lovers and, and fall into the great that or the great ocean of love and become love. Ya Allah. Ooh. Alhamdulillah. I mean, bless everyone's tumor and, and increase us in what Allah loves and remove from us what is not loved by our beloved. Um, it came to me very clearly that maybe the, the biggest injustice toward Allah is not um, knowing that Allah is the all-merciful or not, um, how do you say, affirming or not, is the all-merciful and the all-forgiving. And um, because forgiveness has to go with justice. I mean, I want, you know, it's clear that we cannot be um, not unjust. Allah is even kind in the sense, don't, that instead of saying be just, which is of course impossible for us, be not unjust, which is more possible. Um, it's a little softer, but we can't even be um, not unjust. So then around, then Allah says, know that I am the all forgiving in that same hadith. And uh, that giving justice to Allah is to believe in Allah's, Allah as the most merciful of the merciful and as the all-forgiving. So we always have hope on that, not in a kind of blithe way or just a self-assuming way, but as a, as a hope, as an aspiration. 
so that Allah covers us, yasataru, yasataru. And, and so we appeal to those. We, we, we don't usually appeal to the justice of Allah. We appeal to the most merciful, merciful of the merciful and to the cover of our, our incapacity and um, to the, the kind and loving friend. So alhamdulillah. So let's at least have that justice toward Allah, to know Allah as the most merciful of the merciful. And that's such an amazing path, alhamdulillah. So salam alaikum. Uh, I don't to the secret heart of our peers, Afatiya, Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa Allah ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa sabbi wa sallam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbin Alameen, Rahman Irahim, Maliki Omidin, Iyak and Abudu, Iyak and Astaim, Ikhdina Sarat O Mustakim, Sarat Anadina Ananta Alehim, Kaido Magdubi Alehim Waladomin. Amen. Amen. Yes. I mean, if there were pure cause and effect, we've said the word grace, and that's really it. Then there where would forgiveness uh, come in? Forgiveness is what erases the, what might otherwise be the effect of our actions. Or Allah says, I forgive much. Um, so we're always, there's always the principle of forgiveness operating, you might say, functioning uh, in this universe. And um, yes, some things do, uh, are allowed to, you know, uh, have an effect and, or what would appear to be a negative effect, that's for our teaching. So it's not completely removed, but it's a small fraction.